Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. I feel like I've said that the same way 500 times. I know. So I'm going to start mixing it up. Yeah. I love the shirt that you're wearing. Thank you. It's my rainbow CrossFit shirt. I haven't seen that in a long time. And I know. I actually just found it in my drawer and I was like, what white shirt is this? Ha, I love this shirt. It's I like, know. On. Was that from um, Outwad? I got games? it at the games. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So because we're not a video podcast, uh, for those of you... For everyone listening. <laughs> Let me give you a description. It is the CrossFit logo with a rainbow gradient fill on the letters. Great description. Great description. On a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's it's lovely. It's great. It's everything we need right now. Always love a rainbow. Especially love a rainbow right now. I know. I agree. And lives. I have been doing like a shocking amount of CrossFit in the last couple of weeks. And I posted something about this on my personal Instagram. Where I was like... I'm not trying to inspire anyone here. I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you are not concerned about being quarantined. I am certainly not concerned about being quarantined. But working out has really helped me feel sane. And like having that one thing that I can do every day has made a big difference. And the mm-hmm. first like week and a half of quarantine, I was like, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to add that stress, which is also valid. You can't tell me what to do with my life. You can't tell me what to do. And it was almost like a, I think there was almost like a uh, back, not backlash, but we wanted to push against the culture of everyone being like, you can stay on track. Right. And also I was just like, life feels really crazy right now. Like the last thing. And I mean, you guys know me, like I am not the type of person who's like, never miss a Monday. Hashtag greens. Like if I, if I want to work out, I work out. And if I don't, I don't. And I feel, you know, pretty secure in that about myself. But so I have been doing, I mean, I'm so great. We have this amazing garage gym. We have barbells, we have a rower, we have a pull-up bar, we have a, a squat rack, we have kettlebells, med balls. The only you thing we it. don't have, we have a sled. Like yeah. the, we don't have an assault bike and we don't have like a GHD. I would say those are probably the only two things that you would find in most CrossFit gyms that you won't find in our gym. We have dumbbells. It's been awesome. And so we started building out our garage gym like three years ago and I've just never been more grateful for it. I'm actually realizing just in general that we were like really prepared for this. Like we have a giant chest freezer that's full of meat. We have an au pair who lives with us. We have a climbing wall in our basement for miles. We have fiber optic internet. Yeah, you were really prepared. Yeah. And you so, didn't even know it. I didn't but even I feel know like, it. I feel like there's times when I post, because really all I'm doing right now is Peloton. That's all totally. I'm doing. And so anytime I post about it, I always worry that it's being taken as like pushing for exercise. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure our audience knows by now yeah. that we're just doing things that we feel like doing. Right. But if you and don't know that about these, us, now you know. Now you know. And we're not doing this to be like... I'm running, so you should too. Right, exactly. Like, I did two workouts today. You guys, how many did you do? What's oh, your excuse? Jeez, Louise. No, I think y'all should know by now that I'm not. I'm not super jazzed about running. I have a very long history with running, but I'm not someone who's gonna go out and be excited about running anymore. I was talking with one of my coworkers yesterday about he's a huge like one of those crazy 100 miler guys, ultra runners. And so we were talking yesterday about getting a Peloton. He was thinking about getting a bike. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the treads are really cool too. He's like, yeah, but if I want to run, I just go outside and run. I'm like, oh no, I need motivation now to run. I can't just, I don't just go outside and run anymore. I need someone to like, tell me to run. (laughs) So that was like the first couple of weeks that we were doing quarantine. 
I, so I'm a member at CrossFit Roots. They have done a really good job of shifting all of their programming. They release like three or four workouts a day that a are basically, day. wow, that's well, great. they're basically like different versions of the same workout where it's like, okay, if you have a bunch of equipment, here's the workout. If you don't, here's another version. If you don't want to do this workout, here's like a, they always have like a body weight workout. And then two or three times a week, they also do just like a running or rowing or like a cardio workout. Sure. It's been awesome. They're doing a great job. And yeah. The first couple of weeks, I was like, I don't need someone else to do a program or workout for me. Like, I can just go. I, I have my freaking level two. I am CFL two. I might, I can just do this. And then I finally, I was like, run this place. Yeah, seriously. And then I was like, no, I'm sorry. I've, I apologize. I need, I need you. I need your program. <laughs> Come back. I'm so excited. Come back. <laughs> Please help. I'm getting tired of kettlebell swings. Um, <laughs> So it's been really fun. And um, I did two of their workouts today, actually, because the first one was super sneaky. thought it was going to be like a warm up. It was the, um, you know how CrossFit is doing like a support your box yes. tournament, tournament <laughs> thing right now. Something. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like by donation. And then all those, all that fun, all those funds are being distributed to the affiliates. And it's sort of like an at-home open sort of, except it's right. not a competition. And the workout was 100 double-unders, seven, no, sorry, 100 double-unders, 21 burpees. 75 double-unders, 15 burpees. I think I saw Nicole Carroll doing it. It was 150, too. 25 on the double-unders? Or was it 175, 50? Some, some rep scheme that so sucked for sooner. burpees. And then yeah. burpees. It was yeah. a bunch of double-unders and a bunch of burpees. Sure. And I was like, I could do this as a warm-up. I love to, like, I have double-unders. I love them. I'm really good at them. And then it's that's only 45 of... burpees. Like, that's not oh. that bad. And then I finished it and I was like, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's what CrossFit, that, that's CrossFit for you. That's, yeah. that's a classic CrossFit getcha. Cross, it gotcha. Cr- classic CrossFit terrible you problem. You think, you look at the workout and you go, that's it? That is yeah. when it kills you. And kills, I, yes. it's so weird how detached I am from the CrossFit world right now because I haven't been following anything. My CrossFit gym has been doing a ton of at-home workouts, but oh man, I can't, this is why I go to a CrossFit gym. Right. I cannot motivate by myself. Yeah. So I need someone in front of my face telling me what to do. And so that's, that's made me really appreciate how important it is for me to actually go into a CrossFit gym because I cannot... Oof, I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this workout today on my own. I have no one to be accountable right. to. So yeah. Okay. So yay yeah. for workouts. Yay for whatever movement feels good or, for you. Or non-movement. Or no movement or baking or whatever. We're still on the train of you do you and we'll always be on the train of you do you. I you, just realized you, I did a miles you, as a miles says none instead of no, like none, none things. None, none movement. Things. None movement. Mm-hmm. None movement. He's like, none. there's none. There's none spoons left. Can you talk about the story of like two weeks ago after you got off the podcast? How he locked all the doors. Oh yeah, that was fun. Oh, I have so <laughs> many fun updates for you guys. So Miles, a couple of weeks ago, I got came out from having podcasted, and he had. So our we ha- we live in a ranch style home. It is so basic, and like you you know we have just a hallway that has all the doors for all our bedrooms and bathroom. And he had locked them all from the inside and then closed them from the outside. So I then had to spend the next- I'm so sorry, I'm laughing. It's not funny in the moment, but it's so classic toddler. It's like, oh my God. It was so classic four-year-old. It was like, and he was like, what? Like I wanted to lock them. Like he he saw no issue with this at all. So I had to spend the next 25 minutes using a bobby pin to unlock all of them. And then they they do have- (laughs) like a universal key that can go to, to those, you know, cause it looks like there's like a little hole on the outside. Yeah. So we bought those then. So yeah. now we have them. But yeah, of course. Helpful, and yeah. then today, <laughs> Evie learned 
how to climb up on chairs and open doors in the same day. So, so now convenient. she can open doors. So convenient. And like, are we talking about every single type of door? Um, so do you all have, like, of our still interior the doors on? have the handle oh, that yep. you like mm-hmm. pulled up, you know, like the long, not, not a knob. They have not a handle. A knob handle. So she and figured that out. So she figured out, oh, if I just grab this and just pull down on it, the door opens. Things happen. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> cool. So that's how long have you been doing open and closing doors? Oh, yeah. A long time. It's been all day. Open. And then we and have close. these, we have those, those um, leather chairs that have the wire bottom kind you know they're the chairs we have in our living room are pretty minimalist I would call them mm-hmm. aka they're not very heavy and so she climbed up on them and I was like I'm not that worried about her falling off like it's not that far of a fall they're pretty low chairs but I am worried about the chair tipping over mm. so we had to go outside in our garage and get our 45 pound plates and put them on the base of the chair to keep her so now Brandon was like we got to get these chairs out of here I was like no then we're gonna have no furniture in our living room it's yeah. like very silly well I mean that's so, why the 45 five pound plates exist it's so true you can just use them for all your baby proofing needs anchoring down your chairs can we talk really quick about we want to talk a little bit about glennon's book which is great and hope everyone has read it so we're gonna do a little bit of a book corner but i i couldn't pass up our text message conversation today of um stalking exes because i thought it was so funny i was like and i have no shame about it it's not like it doesn't mean anything, but it was so funny because recently, so there was this guy I dated when I was in my 20s, and the story was, I went to this music festival downtown. You know those like times in your life, you look back and you're like, I had such a fun, I mean, I have a great life, but you're like, wow, I really had so much fun in my 20s. And I I used to like do activities. I used to like go outside and see people. (laughs) And um, I think that's probably what I was dreaming about was like just being young and not in a quarantine. I don't know. My brain was going places. And I was thinking about when I was living downtown Denver, it was like some of the the best years of my life. Right after grad school, I just got a new job. So I was like living the sex in the city life. And except in Denver, Colorado. So I was walking downtown to go to this music festival and I had these wedge flip-flops on, right? Wedge flip-flops as you do in your 20s. And by the time I'd gotten to this music festival, I had a huge blister on my foot. I was like, oh, this is not a good choice of shoes. And it was a long walk. And at that age, I was walking everywhere and Ubers did not exist, nor did did I have money for cabs. So I got there and I had to get a Band-Aid from the aid station. Well... (laughs) There were some very cute EMTs working that aid station. So I uh, locked eyes with one of them and I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cute. So the whole music festival, I was like obsessed with getting this guy's number. So ended up getting his number. He actually gave me a ride home in the ambulance. <laughs> wow. It's a great story. That's got to be some sort of like massive violation of rules. Totally was. I'm sure it was. And so he gave me a ride home in the ambulance. And he's like, yeah, I'll call you. He's like go doing this like firefighter training for three weeks. So anyway, we dated for quite some time and just like broke it off. Didn't work, whatever. We were young. And like, I always wondered what happened to him. And he was one of those people that like never had social media, didn't have a Facebook. Like he was off the grid. Couldn't find him. So like, on occasion, I would like go back and look for him. Like, what is he doing? Because like we had so much fun together, and 
So the other day, I totally found him. And so I texted Claire and Jess today, and I was like, I found you guys. I've been wondering what this guy's been up to and totally texted them. And then we had like a sliding doors moment. But I was like, do you ever, like, why is it so satisfying to stalk your exes? And not in a way that's like you're obsessively stalking, but you're just like, what are those guys up to? What are they up to? Where are they now? Where are they now? And then you kind of look at it and you wonder, like, what would my life have been like if totally. I would have stayed with them? Totally. And then, of course, I'm like watching his life and he's a straight up rancher cowboy. And I'm like, that wouldn't have worked out. That but would not have. Yeah, you would not have become the, um, what's that? Oh, my gosh. Come on now. Uh-huh. What would be? No. I, I'm trying to, I want it. My mind wants uh-huh. to say Prairie Home Companion. Oh. But what I mean is sweet the Pioneer Alabama. Woman. Oh, the Pirate. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Sweet Home Alabama? But yeah. So that was that was a fun trip. So if anyone out there has some random moments where you really feel the need to stalk an ex-boyfriend, you're not alone. And it's kind of satisfying to just be like, yeah, I made the right choice with my life. Like, yeah. it's it's not like I ever questioned it, but it was just no. so funny. It is just so, <laughs> it then, is so interesting. And then Claire was like, yeah, I pretty much have the same type. Like, this, the guy that I did before was like, pretty, I probably would have been A slightly different version of Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, my last name would have been almost exactly the same as my current married last name. Like, hit, their last names were very it's similar. Like their first names were really similar. Yeah, I've, I'm not going to say his full name no, because I feel of like course people, not. But his first, like his first name. Well, now that you know what his last name is, I can tell everyone else, his first name was Brian. That's and then his so last similar. Name was also a single syllable name that started with a hard K sound with four letters, with four <laughs> letters. And he was like a skier and. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. And, and like, I still follow him on Facebook. Like, we're still mm-hmm. friends, you know, friends. We're not, I don't like interact with him a lot. But right. like, no, no, come, no. you know, he likes my stuff. I like his stuff. And he had a, they had a, he's married now. And they had a kid, like literally a week before Evie was born. Like, my life would have been pretty much the same. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. My parallel so universe. Funny. Parallel universe, Claire, is the same as current same, universe, Claire. Same, same. <laughs> yeah, no, mine would have had like a 16 letter Italian last name and nice. so funny. Okay, so Glennon's book. So, okay, I feel the need to start this out by saying that I have not always loved Glennon Doyle. Okay, that's fine. When I first I have my moments her, with her that I'm not that I like, yeah, something rubs me the wrong way about it. And I'm not sure what like her first book that I mean, she's been writing things forever. She had a blog, a really successful mommy blog for a long time. And Mama Street. Monastery. Monastery. Instead of monastery, get it? Oh, monastery. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was like a Christian mommy blogger. She like invented Christian mommy bloggers. She like invented Toaster Strudel. like invented her. She like invented Christian mommy bloggers. And her first book was called, was Love Warrior her first book or did she have a book before that? She had a book before that. And then but she that had was Love like her Warrior. First Love Warrior, Love Warrior like, really kind of quote unquote she like, put her like on Oprah the map. Oprah read it. Yeah. yeah. And... I didn't, I mean, Love Warrior was fine. I read it because it was like, because you recommended it, I think. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like you had a transformational life experience. You had like severe bulimia and you were a crazy alcoholic. And then you became a mom and your husband cheated on you and you guys reconciled and like, okay, how you worked through it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it also just, I don't know. She kind of sometimes has rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, I, I kind of have this chip on my shoulder about people who sensationalize really normal stuff. Yes, I Where think I'm and, like yeah, what and makes I, you special. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that, and I think it's kind of the same zip code as Rachel Hollis. Where I'm like, how it's kind of like I know it's yeah, not she's not like reproducing. No, no, other no, 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 research and thinking it's her, but own. it's kind of like that. Yes, and <sighs> then I think to myself. 
what the hell am I doing? I've had a podcast for the last six and a half years where all I do is just talk about random I know. crap in my life. Totally. So, so what everything I, I just said. Like Thank you for listening. Totally. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And please support our sponsors. <laughs> no, it's so true. But I, I but, agree with you. Like there's yeah. sometimes where I'm like, so how does this make you an expert on life? Like I, I get that vibe sometimes, but I, I that's I, the thing is yeah. I'm like, okay, if you're just telling your story, that's one thing. It's when right. people are like, here's what I did. Right. 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 Here's right, right. how I saved myself. And it's like, good for freaking you. Like, yeah. so that's what I can't she, pinpoint, but I agree with you. And I know yeah. what vibe you're, you're trying to say. So sometimes when I see her, I'm like, okay, we get it. You know, I kind of sometimes just want to say that to her. Like, we get it, whatever. And then, plot twist, she met Abby Wambach, who you may, if you guys have no idea who Glennon Melton is, Glennon Doyle, whatever her name is, Glennon mm-hmm. Doyle Melton. Glennon Doyle, you, previously Glennon Doyle Melton. Glennon Doyle. If you don't know who she is, she, here's the story. She met Abby Wambach, formerly of the U.S. Women's National and Olympic soccer team. And they like fell madly in love while she was still married to her husband and while she was still famous for being a Christian mommy blogger. Mm-hmm. And this happened within like the last five years. Mm-hmm. So then she basically like, came back, broke it, finally broke it off with her husband, which her marriage wasn't going very well anyway because of the whole he cheated on her thing and went and like now is married to Abby Wambach. So this book is sort of that story. Mm-hmm. Picks up at you like know the marriage love wasn't doing as well. Yeah, like she was like I on wrote, a book tour for Love Warrior when she met Abby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so this book is part of me when that happened. I was, I mean, I don't really care, but it kind of was like when this book came out. It and let's say the book's name is Untamed. Yes, the yes. book is called Untamed. When this book first came out, the red flag that I felt was like, is this was that a publicity stunt? Oh, interesting. Like, like her getting together with Abby? Yeah. Like, did you did this happen, or like, did not not did you let this happen, but like, did you decide to go that direction because you knew you'd be able to write about it later? Oh, interesting. And so I was really skeptical going into it. Um, yeah, you're like really raising the eyebrow. You're like, yeah, I was like, hmm. really? Like, it feels a okay. little too soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> it felt a little too soon. Like a hard right turn, too soon. Lot to like, write about. Lot okay. to write about. And like, I get it. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know. So the book, though, is a lot different than Love Warrior. Whereas Love Warrior is like through and through a memo. This book, or excuse me, not a memo. Memoir. Memoir. This book is kind of a mix between a memoir and like almost short stories, short nonfiction stories where it's like little themes that are just sort of broken up. Like it doesn't have one long plot arc. Right. But I really liked it. I will say. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, go. You go. Well, what did you like about it? What resonated with you after your initial so judgment? Wh- once I read it. When you judged a book by its cover. <laughs> I judged a book before its cover even came out. Right. I think I, so I haven't completely finished it. I'm like 90% or like 80% of the way through because I don't really get to finish books in my life right now. I ended up, I did end up feeling like, oh, this, her writing this was not a publicity stunt. It was almost like her processing it. And I think when it happened, it just seemed so, I don't know, like everything about like the way that she has like written on social media about Abby and their relationship, like it's just seemed way too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And so then reading the book and realizing that like this was not an easy thing for her to do. Right. I think in on social media, it just has seemed like this transition was so easy. Got and it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she fell head over heels and like there was no other choice. And, right. And then and happily so, ever after came and that type right. of story. And so to hear it, to read about the actual process that she went through and making that choice and I really appreciated that. And then I also, it has been a little bit like women go women, 
But you know what? We all could use a little more of that in our lives. And so I've for sure stopped being annoyed by women who are like, go women. Because it's like, you know what? Yeah, go women. Yeah. Yeah. So I obviously, I love Glennon. And I think there's something that I agree with you of like the tone or there's some kind of energy that I can't pinpoint that sometimes I'm like, that just doesn't resonate with me. But whatever, I'm not going to pursue that for too long. I did love Love Warrior. I read it a few times because I think there's something about books for any type of book that when you read it, if it resonates with you and what you're going through in your life, even if it's not like the actual situation of what you're going through, but emotions, then usually you really connect hard with things. So I think that's why I loved Love Warrior because I'm like, there's something in the energy of this book that I really need in my life right now. It like speaks to me. And so Untamed, I remember kind of having the same reaction when I saw it was I was like, what's this going to be about? Like, what does she have to write about now? And I was almost like worried that it was going to be two raw, raw, raw women and I needed some more depth and realness of like, just tell me some real life stories because I don't want it to be riding off into the sunset because I like I don't need that right now. And I knew going into it, I was like, I need, I really hope this book speaks to me that I can relate to it right now. Like that's usually, I think with anyone, when you're reading something, you need, you need to relate to it. You need to kind of hook into it or be in the right space for it. So I, what resonated most for me, and I encourage everybody to read it. I think it's really, really, it has lovely, lovely messages, but kind of making you realize when was the first time you were told how to be or how you realized that you were, I don't know, a sexual object. Like when did you learn to second guess yourself? (laughs) When did you learn to second guess yourself? When did you start putting value on your body or someone else put value on your body? Like I remember, I may have said this before on the podcast, I remember the day someone made a comment about my body for the first time where I was like Katie Heron, where I was like, I thought there was only, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't know that existed. I remember that the day of, and it's so weird how that sticks with you. So I love that conversation of how she talks so much about like your identity and how you're brought up and how you're taught to question yourself and how there's a part in the book where she talks about asking her kids if they want to eat something and all the boys are like, yeah, and like no question. And all the girls that are in the room together, it was like her, her daughters and then some friends look at each other to see what they want to do. So they have to look at each other for approval before they can make a decision of whether or not they want something. And so things like that throughout the book really make you think about how you act or how you've been shaped as a woman. And and I really, really liked it. It's like one of those things I think I'll probably keep going back to over and over again, kind of like a Brene Brown book. Are you having some French fries, Claire? Let me tell you what I'm eating. Okay. Brandon, okay, so we're cook- we're roasting a chicken. Yep. You're going to have to edit out all the chewing sounds on my side That's of the track. That's fine. It's probably really uh, appealing to people who like the ASMR. Oh, so weird. <laughs> um, so we roasted a chicken and the, by far the best thing about a roast chicken in my opinion is the crispy chicken skin but you have to eat it right away oh yeah so Brandon in an act of sheer love and devotion <laughs> peeled the hot chicken skin off and put it on a plate and brought it to me while I was podcasting that is like the best thing in the world and he brought it and he, and he like sh- I mean I've never I don't usually interact with just chicken skin on a plate and I was like what is that and then he finally was like chicken skin and I was like oh I don't interact with chicken skin. I don't interact that with chicken. I mean, like, look, it just looks like that's that looks like a skin of chicken. Yeah. Well, but like now that you know that it does. I know. But if someone just walked up with it, you'd be like, "What is this flaky brown thing that you're Did presenting you me to?" Pick your calluses and put I, it. Well, on I was like, "Is that like a crepe? Like, what are we dealing with here?" <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue because clearly I'm being presented with food right now. But like, what is it before I just dive in? 
I need some preparation here. I need some context. That's so great. Oh my gosh. So anyway. anyway so I thought, yeah, I liked yes. it. I thought it was good. I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And it was yes. different than I thought it was going to be. I agree with you that I think most of the people who like this podcast would get something out of it. For sure. Yeah. The other book that I'm reading right now is Alicia Keys, More Myself. And I really, really like it just because I love biographies and I love Alicia Keys and I love the way she writes. And she reads it. If you listen to the Audible version and, or the audio version, I should say, it's not just on Audible. And she sings and plays piano during it. So like between chapters, she's just like tickling the ivories and she's like, da 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 da. And like, you're like, oh, hey, Alicia. She's just tickling the ivories like you do. Totally is. It's so great. Um, and then Little Fires Everywhere. I have not read the book, but I'm watching the show and everyone is saying that the book was really good. So here's the thing. I need of I need to get into fiction. I am such a nonfiction person. I need a fiction book that I can get into that I'm gonna be obsessed with. So maybe some Harry Potter. <laughs> But I'm like I want to, I know like the, the audio version. You said it, yeah. The audio version. I I I'm sure it's lovely to listen to. It's so relaxed. Just so try rela- it. Okay, I'll try. Just it. download it on Audible. Okay. Just try it in your car, and you're totally. gonna be like, I I don't. He could be talking about anything. Yeah. But the fact that he's talking about magic, I mean, it doesn't take away from it. I'll tell no. you that. Okay. Um, other books you would like the Alice Network. Okay. I read that last year. It's basically about, it's sort of like a dual timeline mystery where this girl goes looking for her lost, her cousin who's sort of gone missing during World War, it's gotta be World War II. Kind of been World War One. I. I don't remember a lot of details about books sometimes, Okay. but uncovers this like undercover ring of women spies. Ooh, the Alice Network. The Alice Network. Don't okay. listen to it. No. Let me tell Read. you why. Oh, the I'm narrator, gonna fall asleep. Okay. The narrator <laughs> breathes like this. Between every sentence. Oh, no, no. No, okay, okay. You can't that. edit yeah. that crap out, guys. No, you can't. So don't, um, don't listen so, to it. Yeah, so if listeners have uh, recommendations for fictional books, fiction books that are the person who won't like fiction books will love this one type of recommendation. Uh, and then the Little Fires Everywhere show on Hulu is really good. Didn't know if I'd love it. Carrie Washington effing carries that show. It is so, so good. Love that Reese Witherspoon is out to produce all of these shows that are written by women. It's awesome. Highly recommend. The other thing I'm loving right now is Some Good News with John Krasinski. Oh my gosh, if you have not followed that Instagram handle and John Krasinski period, please do that right now. He puts together like 20 minute videos of all the good news going on in the world. It made me cry. I loved it. Please do that immediately. So last but not least, let us let us finish. Let us pray. Let us finish with the quarantine house because Yes, very um, important. Content. That was a very important Instagram post. Was yep. it? Was okay, it like so Betches put it up. So here's here are your choices. House okay. number one, Justin Bieber, Will Farrell, Kylie Jenner, Dr. Phil, and Mindy Kaling. Okay. These are gonna be real hard to keep track of, like by reading it, but I know. I just want everyone to get a to sense. To get the sense, yeah. And you can go at the Betches post is from April sixth. If you're listening to this, if you, you want to read along at it. Yeah. House number two, Reese Witherspoon, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Miley Cyrus, Quentin Tarantino, Chrissy Teigen. House number three, David Blaine. Oh God, he's amazing. Kanye West. He'd be Billie. very entertaining. Okay, sorry, keep going. Kanye West, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift. In the House with Kanye and Oprah. Mm-hmm. House number four, Meghan Markle, Demi Lovato, Tina Fey, George Clooney, Dave Chappelle. 
House number five, Jennifer Lopez, LeBron James, Gordon Ramsay, Post Malone, and Jennifer Aniston. God, these are tough. Yeah. House number six, Beyonce, Ellen DeGeneres, Chris Hemsworth, Emma Watson, Britney Spears. So I got to go with three. I got to go with my first like gut instinct. I have to go with six, like not even a question. Okay, so house number three is David Blaine. He could do magic for you all day and just be so entertained. Kanye West, hot mess. I would just want to get inside his brain. Billie Eilish, duh. Taylor Swift, duh. Oprah, duh. Duh. Like, oh my gosh, those are so good. So yours is what? Six, Beyonce, Ellen, Chris Hemsworth. Hello. I know. Emma Watson, we could talk about Harry Potter all day. All day. And then Britney, we could just watch her up close I know, and see what's and going see on how there. she makes her videos. Yeah. Oh. I feel like Beyonce seems wonderful. Yeah, I Ellen, know. Ellen. Ellen. Just, Ellen Ellen's like, Instagram right now is so good too. And I mean Chris Hemsworth is amazing. Dreamy. And he, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the only thing the only person on here that like he's not on here, but if they had put Jason Momoa on here, he would be like the only person. <sighs> Who would he could pull conflict. me into any house. Yeah, yeah, he would be the wild card. Emma Watson, I love. And she's so smart. Like, think it would be, you would have I some know. really good conversations with her. And then really? Britney Spears, I just, you got to. Can I just read a Britney Spears Instagram post really quick? And you guys, I love Britney Spears. I'm not making fun of her. I just think she's like a Martian. If you want, she posted a picture of a rose, a beautiful rose. And the caption says, if you want to conquer the anxiety of life, live in the moment and breathe, especially take time to smell the roses. Thank Amen, you. Britt. Thank you, Brittany. Um, <laughs> the only other house I considered was house number four with Tina Fey, obviously. I know, obviously. But I, I don't like Dave Chappelle at all. George Clooney seems annoying. Meghan Markle, I mean, is fine, I'm sure. And Demi Lovato, I'm also sure, is fine. But I feel like Tina Fey doesn't carry that house enough. She doesn't carry unless it Unless it would be like, unless like Tina Fey and I could hang out and drink wine and everyone else could just like Go do away. their thing. Right. It's Are there any one. other houses that you considered? Let me pull it back up. House number five would be a disaster. Gordon Ramsay, Post Malone, Jennifer Aniston. What? I just feel like anytime Gordon Ramsay and Post Malone, like that combination. Oh, Lord. That would be a hot, hot mess. Justin Bieber, Will Ferrell, Kylie Jenner, Dr. Phil, and Mindy Kaling would be funny. That would be I think that would just be constantly laughing. Mm -hmm. Because Justin Bieber's pretty funny. Mindy Kaling, Dr. Phil, just Mm -hmm. he's Dr. Phil. Kylie Jenner would be like, give me all your lip liner tips. Yeah, she would just give makeovers the whole time. For sure. We would be contoured. Like we'd all look like your life. We we would all look like a Kardashian coming out of that. Uh, Okay, so maybe maybe house number two would be my close second would be Reese Witherspoon, Lin Manuel Miranda. We would just like make musicals all day. Yeah, that'd be great. Miley Cyrus, hello. The two of them, I feel like, would be a good combo too. Quentin Tarantino and Chrissy Teigen, like those two weirdos, would be so cool. And I also feel like between Reese Witherspoon and Chrissy Teigen, those are probably the only two people on here who are known for cooking. Yeah, because Oprah. But, like, she doesn't do any of her own cooking, let's be clear. Oh, yeah, she does. Oprah? Yeah. Oh. She's really into cooking. She does okay, little cooking videos. I, vid- I she stand does, corrected. She does little cooking videos, her and Stedman. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love she's, her so much. She's the best. <laughs> she's the- yeah, Not only can she have, give have, you have, the best hug, but she cooks for you. Uh, it's uh, deal. Like, she's I feel like I, I would have to carry the cooking in my house, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good talk. I hope you enjoyed this little chat. Mm-hmm. And we hope, hope you're having, having fun. Week. Having a great week. Having a good time. You're still surviving. You're doing great. We're all doing great. Everything is going to be okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to say. 
I'm just going to sing one word. Everything's going to be okay. You have no idea where I was going with that. There are tons of songs that start with the word everything. <laughs> and good day, sir. Everything is going to be okay. And it's good gonna day. Be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to be positive. Positive adjectives. Okay, All right, guys. Sounds good. Like we do it.